Welcome to Crystallizing Conversations. Join your hosts, Jillian Aurelia Green and Iris Unique as we explore the tools, pathways, and possibilities for healing and expansion. Through the warmth of easy conversation, we'll be delving into magic, mental health, and more. This is your time to learn about yourself, each other, and of course, the crystals that support us along the way. This isn't just a podcast, it's a community of your closest spiritual friends. Let's grow together. Welcome to Crystallizing Conversations' third episode. Mm-hmm. We're so excited. This is our very first episode with a guest. I feel like I should have like a thing with the media, like a little thing that's like, yay, and there's like people <laughs> cheering in the background. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to do that yet. I'll, I'll learn how to have fun fun sound inserts. But um, so our guest is my very, very dear friend, Harumi Leduc. Hello and welcome. We're so happy to have you. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for being here. This is exciting. So Harumi is an intuitive coach and energetic guide based in Seattle and occupied Duwamish territory. She hosts in-person and online retreats and workshops, specializing in how to connect to intuition, releasing what's in the way of living how they want to live. Uh, She also offers private coaching for people who want anything from short-term shifts on a specific topic to deep transformation through clearing and healing roots in trauma and stress. And she... (laughs) She she has many friends who have likened her to to Mary Poppins. She's like an intuitive guide with a Mary Poppins twist. I don't think I know anyone who has certifications in more things <laughs> than Harumi. Like literally anything. She's like, oh, I know how to do that. I'm certified in that. And like, let's do EF, like let's do tapping and let's do like emotion code and let's do this and let's do psyche. And it's just this beautiful melting pot of 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 techniques that are used in such such intuitive ways. So anyways, we're we're so excited to have you on the show today. We're going to be um exploring the topic of intuition since that is that is really your forte. So, my first question before we really get started, I think that's something we're going to be doing with most of our guests is uh just so people can get to know you a little bit. What um what is a crystal that you are really vibing with or called to work with or have been working with recently? Yeah, there's so many. I mean, I I just have to show you since we've, um, for those who get to watch my hematoid quartz, which I got at Sage Crystals. Mm-hmm. And Yay. Um, this one I feel like is my guardian. It's always, it's like sitting over there on the bookcase, sort of presiding over my living room, which is where I spend a lot of space. And it just feels, it's this really powerful grounding crystal that helps me um, when I'm in stress or anxiety, but also is she's, I, I has many pronouns. Um, she's got this like wonderful, you've got this, like you can do it. You, you can do it like cheerleader Aww. energy for me. So I, I don't hold her very often, but um, when I do, I know it's going to be okay. And as cheesy as that sounds, it, it really does work. So why not? We have a good relationship. Thanks for letting me show. I love yeah. that. And she oh. is a she. I guess, yeah. <laughs> for, uh, from like the um, crystal formation oh. aspect, the feminine are the more cloudy oh. versus the, the high clarity. 
Oh. And they help activate your divine feminine and, and wow. your intuition. So it's all very fitting. I didn't even know that. That's cool. <laughs> Amazing. So really briefly, I I just want to tell the story of how how we met. So we 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 met before COVID. Uh at a workshop in in Portland, which is where I am now based. I wasn't at the time. I was living in, in Los Angeles. But my spouse, Yael, and I, um, through through some friends who were involved with it, became interested in, in Psyche. And we're like, Yael thought that'd be really great for, for her practice with her clients. And I... I don't know. I'm a manifester. I'm like, will this help me? Yes. Then I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do this. Let me learn how to do these cool things. So, um, how would you describe psyche? Yeah, it's a process. So, for anyone who's listening, psyche is spelled P S Y C H dash K. So, like, kind of based mm-hmm. on psychology or your psyche is really where it comes from. And then K dash K stands for key. So, it's the key to your intuition, the key to unlock uh, what's inside of us, but that's maybe sort of trapped under layers of stress mm-hmm. or trapped like under the emotions. subconscious. Yeah, exactly. It's your subconscious. So it really mm-hmm. helps the process, which is, um, there's many different processes within the Psyche K umbrella, but the, the most basic ones really only take a few minutes, but they can actually help retrain your brain and rewire your brain from stress and anxiety to peace, you can actually use it to retrain your brain around thoughts from I'm not good enough to always enough or whatever it is that you want to believe. It's absolutely incredible. Does that? Yeah. I that think sounds like a good explanation to me. Yeah. I it's, it's really heard of it. So yeah, I, it, and it really, <laughs> really works. And the way that I, I would always try to explain it with people who are like, what are you doing? This sounds weird. Is it's like when you are using mantras and you're literally trying to re rewire your thoughts. And it's like that, but because they're called balances, but you hold your body in very specific positions that activate both, both parts of the hem, like both hemispheres of your brain. And so it makes it happen in like 30 seconds instead of repeating a mantra for months. So it's like this instantaneous shifting yeah. and like sometimes it'll revert back and you got to do it again and like there'll be blocks and and etc but um but I, I mean I personally have found it very beneficial uh so anyway so we found this I, a friend of ours recommended doing uh learning about psyche and the and the person that the the healer the healer the facilitator teacher that she recommended was in Portland so yeah and I'm like oh well let's go to Portland for the new year that sounds fun it was like the workshop was the 28th, 29th, or like 29th, 30th. And then it like went over into the first and the second of of the new year. And it seemed like such a great way to start 2020, which was going to be this like magical shifting (laughs) year. And and so Yael and I, we, we walked in, it was half full. We found two seats, you know, it was, it was in her, in her, the teacher's living room. We found two seats. uh, And then all of a sudden this like, breeze of energy walked in and I remember looking up and like there was this like this beautiful woman and I was like pay attention pay attention to this moment this is going to be very important for you (laughs) and she kind of looked at us and then she looked around the room and she like there was a couple open seats and then she looked at us again and she was like I'm gonna sit next to and she sat next sat next to us and that was kind of it. We started, you know, we, because we were sitting next to each other, we ended up working together, um, facilitating each other. And then when it came to lunchtime, I was like, well, we're just going to keep 
hanging out, right? And then and then we were done for the day and we're like, well, we're we're still gonna keep hanging out tonight, right? And that's how it was the whole the whole time. And it was so beautiful. I love that. I love those experiences when you just like you meet someone and you just know like we're there's something there. There is mm-hmm. absolutely I don't know. There. I know. Even during COVID, I've seen the two of you actually more often than I've seen some of my other friends. So it just it just mm-hmm. is it is what it is. So talk about mm-hmm. intuition. We all <laughs> talk about yeah. yeah. I, I followed it. That's true. I, and I feel like that's such, you know, we haven't really broached the subject yet, but I feel like this is already starting off. Our relationship was literally yeah. based on each of us listening to our intuition saying, pay attention, this person is important pay attention. And we, we each individually listened. And I'm, I'm so glad, I'm so glad that we did because, uh, by the end of that weekend, and I'm not joking, we'd known her roomie for four days and we ended up inviting her to our wedding, which ended up being canceled. But we were like, this person is important. She needs to be at our wedding. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. How cute. And it just, but it was so, it was so clear, both both for me and and for my partner that that this this was going to be a friendship that mattered and and it was i mean of 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 everyone in my life i i honestly feel like you were probably one of the people that we talked to the most on yeah, zoom during covid and we almost became became closer during that time yeah. um because we were limited to zoom yeah. you know i'm so, i'm just so happy you're here <laughs> <laughs> Well, getting into like the the episode and intuition, yes. Um, I wanted to ask the very basic question of what is intuition exactly? Because some of us might not really know what that means. So or we have an idea of what it means, but yeah, totally. Always have the best. Well, the first connotation. Yeah, I would say a quick definition is that it's your internal guidance system. You can even literally think about it as your internal GPS that you've been pre what. Uh, and this is my belief system and take it into whatever belief system or systems that you have. Um, but I, I believe that we're all pre-programmed to have some level of inner wisdom or intuition. And and part of that is instinct, right? We all have some sort of instinct about, hey, maybe I better not walk in that direction or, ooh, ooh, that person, I want to go sit next to them. And I believe that those are sort of uh, concentric circles. Instinct is a part of intuition. Intuition is a part of instinct. But there's something beyond just what is our, the word primal being, our survival instincts. And that is the the sort of higher wisdom, the your inner voice. Some people might call it God. Some people might call it universe. Um, your, your best self or your highest self. They're all connected to me. Um, some people really care about the semantics of which word you use. I actually don't. I really just believe that whatever is the word that fits you and your belief system is the word to use. So I'm going to probably use intuition, inner wisdom, and inner voice the most. And what it is, I think the thing that's the most important is knowing when you're actually feeling like your intuition. So your uh, versus, say, your mind And the mind usually feels like it's that chatter that you have in your mind constantly like, hey, I need to go add cereal to the grocery list, right? There's nothing wrong with that. It's great. It's like, oh, I better go tie my shoes and oh, time to go to the bathroom. And, And it's also that negative chatter that says, oh, I should have done more things by the end of the day. Why didn't you do that? You're not good enough. And just keeps 
telling you about all the reasons why you suck. Now, some of this comes from us. Some of this, a lot of this comes from programming, uh, societal mm-hmm. programming, whether it's also literally oppression, you don't belong here. Um, that any of that, those are layers that belong to the mind. Whereas your inner voice, your inner wisdom, your intuition is, uh, when you're in it, you'll know because you may have more of a sense of peace. You might feel more grounded. You might feel, you might can even hear my voice changing, just talking about it. Mm -hmm. Like you might feel the (laughs) sense of, of it's okay. I've got this or "Mm, I don't have it in this moment, but here's potential next steps. It can actually, Intuition can say, hey, it's okay, I've got you, to here are some actual next steps to take. And it's the part of you that feels like you're at home with yourself. I think that's actually where I feel most grounded is when I'm connected to my intuition, I feel at home in my body, I feel at home in my mind, I feel at home on this planet and in the present instead of wishing that something were different. Um, We all know that it's healthy for us to be, you know, the present is in the present. Um, but it's mm-hmm. so much easier to said than done, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> lifelong lesson. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, how did you get into this type of work? How did how did you become like this a specialist in well, intuition? Well, you become a specialist by be totally not being a specialist whatsoever. I mean, I felt like growing up. <laughs> All Fair these enough. kids knew exactly what they wanted to be and like how they wanted to dress. And I am just trying to stay neutral, just trying to float by, trying to be seen in some way, or maybe trying to be invisible in another. And I truly believed for the first two, possibly even three decades of my life that other people had some sort of like microchip in them or something that showed them what to do. And and now I use the word intuition. I wouldn't have really known it back then. But, you know, people might say, um, oh, follow your gut. And I literally thought, what the heck does that mean? The only thing that my gut tells me is that I'm hungry or that I've eaten too many snacks. <laughs> and, and so I thought, okay, well, maybe it has something to do with my body. There's some sort of barometer or like speed limit dial system that that's there. And so I had inklings of it, but really for the first few decades of my life, I really, I just kept crowdsourcing other people for answers when I was, you know, deciding what to do, whether it's being in a relationship or a job or even what to say next to a family member that I need to say, you know, set a boundary Mm. with. And I would even sort of. So it was the, the turning outward instead of turning inward. Exactly. And, you know, just, really not knowing what to do for me, maybe having inklings here and there. Now I can go back and now trace it and see, oh yeah, that's my intuition. Oop, that's my intuition telling me yes or no. Um, But it wasn't until I had a couple of years of really intense, kind of everything breaking down in my life from health to family, to friends, to relationships, to family health. I mean, everything was actually pretty, um, I would say it was a traumatic time for a good couple of years. And I developed really intense anxiety and stress and uh, depression, I think, during that time. And after a while, I thought, I I can't do this anymore in terms of living, living in this continued stress and anxiety. What can I do? So I started 
noticed, or I started listening to, this was like the, the, the beginning of YouTube and coaches and guides and people starting to post stuff on YouTube. And somebody, um, I believe it was Marie Forleo, posted a short video about the words expansion and contraction. And this four minute video, it's probably still up there, um, changed my life. And what I learned was you start to like think about a decision that you want to make. And it could be something small from uh, what shirt do you want to wear today to uh, what direction you want to walk on your walk. And you think about, do I feel more expanded when I think about this decision or do I feel more contracted? Now, it could be obviously a lot more serious. Do I want to stay in this career or not? Do I want to stay in this friendship or not? And what it does when you just pay attention to your body, the body basically doesn't lie. It's going to give you some sort of information. And now that that information could be fear, that information could be stress, but that information could also be, oh, I know that my mom wouldn't like this, but boy, that sounds exciting. Oh my gosh, if I wasn't worried about what other people think, I feel kind of lit up inside. So anyway, all of this to say, I started pay attention to that. And I did that for a few years and that made huge shifts. And then I had another major health point where um, I had a doctor tell me that I might, I might lose my eyesight in a few years, which, you know, <laughs> big news. Um, wow. And yeah. it was actually in that moment, minutes after the doctor told me, and uh, my eyes are dilated, I'm tired, and, and part of me feels a little bit numb, but I heard this voice say, there is another way. And at first... I swear, mm. I, I thought, am I schizophrenic? That was my first thought. Not to be like, <laughs> like ableist. It was just like, oh my gosh. It, it was this disembodied voice, but it also felt like it was coming inside of me. Now I know that is what I would call my inner voice, that inner wisdom, that quiet, peaceful part. And I, I, knew, I knew it was something good because I felt wonderful. Not because it was telling me something like, oh, you're going to be okay. It was just there is another way. And there was a sense of, we'll figure this out together. And that led me over the past half decade on to into a really intense, but wonderful and exciting trajectory where I got to, I started studying different modalities and techniques for how to connect to intuition and release what's in the way of me being able to connect. So there we go. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> But my it's next... almost like that saying, a uh, student becomes the teacher. I feel like that happens for so many of us is we are just on our own path to healing and our own path of learning. And the more we are absorbing it, the more we get excited about it and want to tell others. And then other people gravitate to us because like, wait, wait, tell me more. I want to know. So that makes total sense. And... I mean, there's something to be said for to become a master in something. You first have to be the student. Right. You know, it's not like we're born like I am amazing at this. Let me teach you how, because if you've always <laughs> been amazing, you don't need to learn how to yeah. do it. But if you've had to learn how to do it, then you're actually able to show other people how to do it, too. Right. So mastery really requires practice, I think, in, in most in most cases. Well, I was going my next question was going to be on how did you first connect to your intuition? But I. <laughs> <laughs> I think you you intuitively already answered that one. Yes, so, intuitively knew we were going to ask. <laughs> um, so I would love to hear just, a, if it's possible to be brief, but like a brief summary of all of the different 
modalities that you have really delved delved into, especially because, you know, our listeners may not know what some of these things are. And so maybe you just explaining it a little bit will help them like, oh, that actually really sounds delicious to me. And that makes me feel expansive. And maybe this would be helpful because there's so many different modalities that you specialize in at this point. I think I would put them into a a couple of different categories. So there's a, a couple in particular and one that's really coming to mind called inner voice facilitation that I learned through, um, my mentor, Jess Bella Lively, you can look her up on Google. She's got a fantastic certification course um, on how just to listen to your inner voice. And you don't have to follow that process, but it's a very easy way of uh, tuning out, like turning down the volume on the voices and turning up your connection to your inner voice and intuition. And, And so I would say that that is been a key piece of my practice. And a lot of the other modalities that I use are about releasing what's in the way, the sort of the turning down the static uh, of stress, anxiety, you know, um, voices of I can't do this, or I shouldn't do this, or I'm going to upset somebody else. Um, I mean, some of that, Mm -hmm. so some, some ones include emotion code, which is about releasing trapped emotions. Um, that are, mm-hmm. yeah, we've, you've, you've done some of that with me, which has been really, really helpful. Those, those like shards, imaginary shards in your body. Yeah. And it's just sort of just kidding. taking yeah. out the shards is lovely. It really is. And it's a modality that, um, as a client, you don't have to do a whole lot other than to be present in your body. And so that one's really great, especially if somebody is feeling really, um, a lot of intensity in the moment and, um, not just really needing to be held. Um, and then another one is emotional freedom techniques. I think this one's a little bit more popularized now. It's colloquially known as tapping. And so I've, um, that one is based on acupressure points of traditional Chinese medicine. So a couple thousand years of wisdom. And there are several tapping points um, that you can use on your body to, again, clear or release trapped emotions at a deeper level. It can be also used to transform beliefs, just like Psych K, which is another modality that I use every day of my life. Um, I think Jillian, I think you use it pretty, pretty, pretty intense, yep. uh, frequently mm-hmm. as well. Those stress release balances oh every gosh. time. Yeah, within seconds. I probably use them like once exactly, or twice. Yeah, a day. <laughs> within seconds, you can help transform the body from being really agitated to um, mm-hmm. just feeling a lot more calm, or at least turning down the dial. Uh, over the last few years, I have really opened myself up more towards psychic mediumship, which I really, my mind was just kicking and screaming against that. I thought it's too weird. Other people can do that. Even though another part of my ego was like, hey, maybe I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I realized was um, some of the messages that I got intuitively about my eyes and the eyesight was that I wasn't tuning into my third eye, literally. And so it was showing mm, up. Wow. You were blinding yourself. Yes, that way. And I, oh and I looked goodness. back on wow. child and I thought, ooh, I remember having some moments where I could sort of see and feel things, um, whether it's emotionally or energetically or beings. Um, I, my mom told me recently about a couple stories where I'd sort of predicted some things, whether it was in my dreams and um, like pretty big shifts in our life around that. And I, I had no clue that I had done that. So um, for anybody out there who is resisting that, it's okay. It's very normal to, to resist that level, that kind of intuition. 
so do it when you actually feel ready to hold space because it can be a lot to open yourself up to other beings. Anyway, there's, those are some of the techniques that I probably use the most among others. I mean, human design, I think mm -hmm. I, uh, is another one that's um, yep. not specifically around. It's, it's more of a, a blueprint for or a roadmap for how you can tune into your own energy and how to best use your energy and um, the ways and mm -hmm. to better understand the ways that you may have been conditioned. I speaking, cool. yeah, speaking kind of keying key into that, I would love to hear how you have found different people experience intuition in different Absolutely. ways. Right. Because yeah, you had mentioned the expanded versus contracted, right. or feeling lit up. Mm -hmm. So yeah, maybe explaining for our listeners how they might feel their intuition. Because there there isn't one right way. And I think that's one of the things that yeah. you and I have talked about with, you know, if, if we're even just, just looking at human design, that literally is different people feel their intuition differently, like splenic versus emotional versus, you know, and, and all these different ways, like listen to your heart, listen to your gut, listen to like all the, listen to the <laughs> listen little, to the listen to the little voice, right? These are all different ways that different people experience. So I'd love to hear more about Absolutely. what you witnessed. Well, you both named different ways, right? One way is through our body. So, um, and so much, so many of us, um, especially if we're women, if we're transgender, non-conforming, we have especially been trained to not listen to our bodies. But I would say that in an industrial capitalist society, all of us have mm -hmm. been trained to not pay attention to our bodies, to keep pushing through, to hustle, right? And so the first is to mm -hmm. decondition and just allow ourselves to take even a moment of, ooh, what do I need? Now, you're probably used to doing that for things like food going to the bathroom. I'm not saying that we always listen, but you know, Ooh, I'm thirsty. I need that is a kind of bodily wisdom, right? But this kind is all about how do I feel emotionally, energetically. Um, and another way that you can do that is, is by hearing a literal voice. So for example, when I met you, Jillian, my mind said, hey, I'm going to be more comfortable if I'm sitting on that cozy couch over there rather than on the folding chair, which is near the drafty staircase, which was right by you. And so my mind was saying, mm -hmm. I don't want to sit there. I don't want to sit there. But my intuition said, <laughs> it is important that you sit there. And I remember like feeling mm. those words and hearing that. So you could literally hear words, just like you hear words in your mind, right? All day long. Um, right. And then you can also feel it kind of like a, like a download. And, uh, and sometimes you get both. Sometimes people might get intuition from hearing a song or, and I mean, we might say, oh, you're just hearing a song, but when you, you know, when you're, you're like, oh, wait, those words, those words are really hitting me right now. You know, it can speak to us through different messages. It can, um, I would say those are sort of the, it can show up through visuals. Another huge one is visuals. Whether, um, so when I'm connecting to my intuition, I might get an image that shows me something often metaphorical and might be quite literal, like, hey, go in that direction. Or, um, hey, you want a parking spot? I use it for parking spots all the time. Like, hey, you might want to go turn to the right. Um, there's a spot kind of over there and 90 plus percent of the time it's true. I know it's so weird. <laughs> it can work with practice. It can work. Anyway, those are just some of the ways that you can, you can use that. Would you say, cause I work a lot with Oracle cards and I feel like when I'm working with them, it's just like, 
every single one I pull, it's like, ah, like sometimes I'm literally crying, like, oh, I so needed to hear this. <laughs> so I would say that's also right. Part of your intuition of knowing which card to pull, which is what you needed to hear in that moment for that Absolutely. day. Absolutely. Just yeah. another way that we can yeah. tap into yeah, our intuition. Yeah, anytime it feels like this is it's, right. It's, ooh, ooh, right? That, that kind of response or a peacefulness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Peacefulness or maybe even excited. Because we talked about that right. lighting up. So it's like, ooh, this exciting, like us doing this podcast. Like, ooh, this is exciting. Exactly. Yes, is this mm-hmm. is my, I do want to do this. Is it, <laughs> is this juicy? That's going to be my new thing I ask myself. Is this juicy? <laughs> but I feel like that's, it's so, it's so true. And it's, and I, I love the fact that there's so many different ways for us to experience our intuition. And that even if there's a part of, I mean, granted, we all need to work on deconditioning, but even if there is a part of us that is, more shut down, our intuition is like, I, then I will find another way to talk to you. Uh, I know for myself, I spent a vast majority of my life very disconnected from my body. It's still something I am working very hard on uh, deconditioning from and trying to reconnect physically. But so like that, in some ways, like my body would speak to me, but it would only speak to me through pain. It wasn't like, it wasn't like, oh, this feels good. It was like, this feels bad. You're still doing it, so I'm going to feel worse. (laughs) You're still doing it, so I'm going to feel even worse until you stop. And so the way that it communicates us with that, but when things did feel good, it didn't come through my body because I was so disassociated. So like, again, the example when, when you came in, and this has actually happened many, many times throughout my life. Anytime I've met someone that I knew was going to be important, there was this like, it wasn't necessarily a voice, but it was like a pay attention, pay attention, like, but not, (laughs) and almost, it was almost, but not quite like when you're going to be in danger and you're like, your brain like becomes heightened and you're like, I need to know everything that's happening in this moment because I need to stay safe, but without the danger, but it was like, this moment is important. Pay attention to everything that happens from this moment on. This person's important. Pay attention. And, you know, I would almost... It wasn't quite gut, but it wasn't a voice. And it's 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 interesting just the, the ways that our intuition will find to speak to us because it always wants to be heard. And I think that's that's really beautiful that, you know, we're there's billions of us. And so it's gonna communicate in such different ways no matter no matter who we are. Oh, it's such a beautiful example. It makes me think about how intuition and instinct are two sides of the same coin. One can feel mm-hmm. fearful, but it's good information, right? I would say yes. the tricky part, um, the more subtle part is noticing, as you were talking about, Jillian, is noticing when is this my conditioning? So for instance, am I approaching the situation from a, a place of fear because of past experiences in my life or maybe past lives that you might not even know? Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm emotionally triggered and charged up. Uh, and dysregulated. And there's a difference between that kind of fear versus instinct. So that, you know, that's a much deeper conversation. I'm so glad you mentioned that because I feel like throughout our lives, like I've been in relationships where I've been cheated on. So for a lot of my relationships, it was always this like internal, when's it going to happen? And so it's like learning the difference between Am I like overly heightened because of the the previous or is this actually my intuition? And every time it still was my intuition, I'm like, dang it. <laughs> How many times does that happen before I learn? And then now I've learned. But 
Yeah, it's just so interesting. Or I've, I feel like my intuition, I didn't start cultivating it till probably these past, I want to say since I've been working with crystals, really. But in throughout my life, it, I can always look back because you mentioned looking back and I can always look back to the times that I'm like, oh, and it was always a bad thing, right? Like I should have listened to myself. And it was always those like huge things that I should have listened and I didn't. And now I know, right? So mm-hmm. it's just so interesting, again, how we all feel it differently. And we have this internal knowing. It's just kind of also hard, which I think you do it very eloquently, putting into words the feelings that we feel. Mm-hmm when it comes to intuition. Yeah, and it's different in different situations. Like you said, in relationship, that is a topic that has been highly intense for you. I mean, I would say for probably many of us, but for you, you know that. And even if our mind knows, hey, this might still be okay, there was a part of you that was saying, "Uh uh-uh, nope, nope, red light. Um, But that's where releasing, so it's one thing to connect to our intuition, but this is where and it's taken me a while to really realize this. And um, But the more I do this work, the more that I can see how if you aren't sure if it's your intuition or not, you may need to release some stress or intensity that is happening in your body mm-hmm. first be, and sort of like take off that first layer of the onion. Um, otherwise, it's going to be really hard to get to that gold that's inside. That was a weird me- mixed metaphor. But <laughs> no, that's actually, I think that's a perfect visual. I think that's a great visual because it, it, to me, it makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how did you begin helping others connect with their own intuition? How, how did that shift happen? Of I'm working on myself. I am, I am peeling this onion. I am getting to that gold. Um, I am becoming more aware of my own inner voice. How did that start to shift to, oh, I can, I can actually really help people with Absolutely. this. Absolutely. How did that happen? Yeah. Well, part of it was that I couldn't stop talking about intuition or, um, <laughs> it's like us and, us and, us and yeah, releasing, yep, right. mm-hmm. exactly. Um, yeah, I got into crystals pretty intensely, you know, anything having to do with emotional work and, and actually part of this really, um, started with my own journey, my own racial identity journey, which, um, so I'm mixed race. My, my dad is a white boy from Portland and my mom is from Japan. <laughs> And I mean, she's lived here almost all of her adult life, but you know, I grew up multiracial in the eighties and nineties when that, I mean, it's still sort of exotified. I'm light skinned. So I have a a lot of privilege. Um, But as you can see from my name, I'm going to be otherized or exotified pretty, pretty quickly, however consciously or subconsciously. And so always feeling like I never really belonged here or there. That was also Mm -hmm. in a, in a, uh, you know, hitting a sort of coming of age multiple times with my own comfort my, with myself was a huge part of that journey. Anyway, kind of fast forwarding, I need to just really thank that journey because that helped me pay attention to, oh, when other people exotify me or tell me to go back to Japan, I should have said a trigger warning for that. When they say things like that, is that really about me or is that really more about them? And anyone who's been involved in any sort of identity work uh, whether it's around race, gender, religion, or you know anything, probably mm-hmm. understands how your intuition, which is going to keep guiding you back to yourself and what you, who you really are, and what you really need, is is a huge part of the journey. So, um, so I need to acknowledge that that is has been a huge part of connecting to my intuition, and then connecting to other people mm-hmm. who are multiracial and connecting to each other through that. 
then going back to specifically intuitive and energetic work, I, I, I mean, I knew fairly quickly that I didn't want to keep this all to myself. I thought, hmm. wow, everybody needs to know about this. And I was nervous. Of, I didn't want to proselytize. I wanted to share. Um, and I've also been an educator for uh, over 15 years. And so I started sort of putting in little bits here and there to lessons of like, you know, how do you listen to yourself? I didn't talk about energetic work, you know, and have boundaries, of course, with my students. But um, eventually, I started hosting a, a two week immersive retreat for students at high school. I started hosting. I love that you do I mean, this. It's, it's just incredible. <laughs> so that, cool. I wish I had this yeah. in high school. I know. <laughs> I mean, they're amazing. They're absolutely amazing because they understand I would say this generation in particular really understands how it is critical for um, them individually and us collectively to even save, help save our planet that we need to get to the, what mm. is actually really important. So, and then I just started doing kind of concurrently some one-on-one -on -one sessions here and there. And then since then, over the last couple of years, started doing more retreats or workshops and um, sharing what I can on Instagram so that um, I mean, you can only share little bits, but I want as many people to have access to this as possible to, because it not only um, helps reduce pain that is unnecessary from our mind, uh, but it helps us connect to what is really ours and what belongs to somebody else or what belongs to societal conditioning. I love that. If you can't see us right now we're just like <laughs> nodding like yes, just nodding yes. and there's so much more i want to say but i'm like save this for another episode <laughs> no give it give it away but yes now. yes um all the feels i love that thank you <laughs> i yep so i need oh, oh um, i feel so, it <clears throat> what are some yeah so what are some of the ways that people can start tapping into their own intuition i know i know you've been We've talked a bit about like how how it could feel or present itself in the body or in the mind or emotionally, but what are what are some of the ways if someone is just starting off and is like I have no idea, I don't understand this, but I want this. What are some like really simple practical ways that people can start connecting to their intuition? Absolutely. So, I mean, let's just review what we've let's already review. talked about. Um, so yes. we can get Let's it, it in our minds and bodies. <laughs> and so you can sort of follow along and try this activity, pause as you need to. Um, and so let's just go back to that really, um, to the exercise of expanded and contracted. So okay. I mean, we can, like, get yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, <laughs> so go ahead and think about a decision that you want to make. Now, small as, hey, here's what I want to cook for dinner tonight or order or um, or, you know, have for tomorrow, or it could be um, something bigger, like, hey, I'm thinking about or me medium size, hey, we're thinking about a podcast episode about blank, or um, do I want to connect with this person on Friday night? Um, now, so I should say one caveat is that with this activity, it can show you what you want, or what is best for you and for your highest self in the moment. But if you might do the exact same activity tomorrow in 24 hours from now and get a different response, there is nothing wrong with you. But I just wanted to put that caveat out there. If you're like, I'm getting different responses. It's like, well, yeah, you maybe shifted and maybe you've released some stuff or maybe you're more open to a different decision. Um, so, okay. So 
go ahead and think about that decision. It may be easier to find, think of something that is um, sort of smaller to your mind. Um, maybe if this is your first time doing this exercise of getting a clear yes or no from your intuition, you might want to do something other than should I stay in this partnership or not? So go ahead and think about this decision and think about a couple, think about one option. So one potential option. Now feel in your body. Do I feel more expanded? Do I feel more, whether that's more lit up or peaceful, grounded at home, maybe in, ooh, ooh, or the, uh, the juicy <laughs> <laughs> now it just doesn't now. feel juicy. <laughs> so, so does it feel more that way or does it feel more contracted? And contracted means that your body is maybe more tense. Um, you might have um, fear. They might have uh, a lot of people describe it as so if they talk about the gut, you might literally have um, tightness in your tummy, your belly. Um, some people may feel a heaviness in their chest. I mean, you can feel it in different parts of your body. I've asked this question of clients before and sometimes they're like, whoa, I suddenly have a weird headache behind my right ear, you know, and it's, and maybe are they actually having a headache? Yeah, probably. But the fact that it's often happening right when we're thinking about a topic suggests that that might have emotional pieces in it. So, okay, do I feel more contracted or expanded? So doing that, I mean, I, I'm curious how you are each feeling right now. I mean, not that you have to share the decision, but I'm curious what you're feeling in your body, if you'd be willing to share. Well, I was only envisioning one. I didn't, re- I didn't envision the other side yeah. yet of like, yeah. I kind of wanted to do both. Yeah. you. Can it's, it's literally, should I go, should we go out to dinner on a date night tonight or stay okay. in and puzzle? Okay. Yeah. Great. <laughs> So go ahead and feel the other option. Let me feel the other one. Feel the other option. Yeah, it's really important. It can sometimes just take seconds. Sometimes it may take a little bit longer. Um, But knowing that we can do this in just a few moments can be really, really powerful. So it's so wonderful that you're you're literally taking moment and allowing for the pause and for silence on a podcast. I know. I'm like closing my eyes. You guys like, come on already. I'm like, Sorry, if, everybody. If, if any of you are it's driving, fun. please pull over right now. <laughs> Thank you. If you're closing your eyes. <laughs> so when I envisioned the going out to eat, I was actually having a little bit of anxiety, even though I was, I was, I was trying to differentiate, is this anxiety or is this excitement? So when I was doing the envisioning, like sitting at the restaurant, you know, across from each other versus when I was envisioning us just puzzling together at the table, I felt like calm peace. Like I didn't have that little like stress bubble that I felt in my stomach with the Mm -hmm. other scenario. Mm -hmm. So beautiful. That was such an important (laughs) distinction of, Hey, is it because we know that anxiety can feel very similar to the sort of excitement butterflies on Mm -hmm. a, just a, on a purely physical level, but there is, it's, I would say that's not quite the same coin, right? That's an uh uh-oh feeling, like something doesn't Mm -hmm. seem right. And sometimes, I mean, going out to dinner with your partner sounds lovely, right? To the mind, like, why wouldn't I want to Normally it's like my number one favorite thing to do. (laughs) So there you go. But so you could take a moment to, now if we were going to be doing a a full-on one-on-one session, I would ask, have you asked your inner voice, 
you know, what's, what's up with that? Hey, is, you know, is this anxiety or, you know, what, what can you share about this anxiety? And that could leave us on a whole rabbit hole of inner child stuff. Who knows what's going on, but it might not, it might <laughs> yeah. just simply be saying, no, tonight a puzzle just sounds really lovely and yeah. it can lead to more intimate moment. Who knows? But anyway, Julian, I'm curious what came up for you. I, I was thinking, I wasn't doing it at the moment. I was thinking like, oh, I'd really like to practice this tomorrow because I know when we were doing our prep for this, one of the things we were talking about is is starting with like really small things like which cup, which mug are you drawn to in the morning for your tea or your coffee? Um, and I was I was thinking about that, doing that tomorrow. I haven't I haven't really, you know, I think it's something that a lot of us like innately do or like the which which outfit am I going to wear today? If you don't, you know, if you don't have something that you like have to dress up for, dress a specific way for like using, I was just thinking about like how, using our intuition for those kind of things, like these like tiny little baby steps in terms of like getting used to not even like decisions, like they're superfluous decisions on which mug am I going to use? Like when you came to stay with me, you use that blue, you use those blue mugs almost every single morning. <laughs> I noticed because <laughs> I went looking for them and I was like, oh, they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> but, but isn't that amazing that like each of us were on this wavelength of like, it's, it's a blue mug morning. And like, this is what's, this is what my intuition wants. This is what's going to make me feel nourished. And I think even utilizing it in like such a small way, even not even like decisions, but just like what you were saying before in terms of what, what our body is needing or what our energy is needing. It's like, what, what can I use? What little things am I, is my intuition telling me that would nourish me? And I think that's a fun practice that I want to do more, do more often. It's so great. Yeah. I mean, even just the, like what book, you know, if you, for instance, if you read books before bedtime, uh, you maybe you've been reading the same book for a while and your mind says, well, I should finish that one before I start a new one. But your inner voice says, no, actually. And then I've had it where, you know, I start reading a new book and my mind is still judging myself or you should be finishing your book. Don't be such a flake. You have such a big pile of books that you should be reading. But my intuition says, no, 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 read this one. And then you get the message that you need, kind of like what you were saying earlier, right? I was of uh, you just don't know. And I think part of the beauty of this journey of connecting to intuition is that it leads us, it can lead us to more surprise and delight and joy mm. rather than this, this, I have to, I have to do this because I should be doing mm, those right. types of, yeah, There's so like, much more expansion. I love that. Like expansion, delight and joy. How great would it be if that was the basis what of day-to-day -day living. Right? I mean, we're going to have things that happen to us, but if it's interspersed with all of this surprise and delight and expansion that we didn't even know was coming, that's so beautiful and such such a, a lovely way to live day-to-day. -day. And the exciting part is that it's a muscle. Intuition is a muscle and a skill that you can learn. We all have it. But if you're not used to tuning into it, like we've been talking about, it just takes practice. And so if you can you start using it for just those everyday little decisions like you were talking about, Julian, that helps build not only the muscle for intuition and being able to connect, it also builds a trust muscle within yourself of, hey, hey I am starting to have data. 
and to show your mind, hey, this stuff works for me, or ooh, I didn't like it that way. So let's redirect. This can really help. Again, this is something that many of us are already doing, but it's about becoming conscious of it. And also, I would say the difference with intuition and muscle metaphor is that uh, you can't overuse your intuition. It's the gift that just keeps on giving. <laughs> mm. I love that. I know because I was going to try and say like, oh, I love how you use the muscle. Like, because it is a great analogy. The more you use it, the, you know, the better it gets. But I was like, yeah, it's like if you went to the gym and you've never like lifted weights before and you tried to live the, I'm like, no, that, 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 it, it's okay with intuition. <laughs> Bad analogy. But yes, overall, that's a really great analogy because yes, the more you use it, the stronger it becomes. And and I love it's just it's such a fun process. I love what you're saying about being conscious of it too, because I think, well, going back to what we were talking about at the very beginning about we're being very aware in each moment of what our intuition is saying to us, and we are acting upon, we are making choices based on what our intuition is is whispering or making us feel or however it's communicating to us, then we are living in in a way that is much more intention filled because we are like, we're not just constantly reacting to a barrage of things around us. It's, oh, I'm getting this little ping. I'm going to act with this because I know it's going to bring me something really beautiful, or I'm going to learn something really incredible about myself or about the world or about somebody else. And so there's so much more possibility and it's intention filled possibility. And I think that's, that's really exciting instead of it just like going through your day zoned out like taking the same route home every single day and then you stop you stop you stop seeing what's on the route but if your intuition is like hey turn right turn right do it it's gonna be great (laughs) and you turn right and then like i don't know you see like this beautiful plant store that you've never saw before and you go in and it makes you super happy and there's just so much more to witness when you are coming from a place of intuition and consciously consciously listening to it and making those choices instead of just doing things rote and no longer paying attention or reacting. Absolutely. And then the more you trust yourself in that of, Hey, I've had these experiences of where I want to go or what I, what doesn't work for me, then you can use that for bigger decisions. And I'm thinking about, you know, since I've been on this journey, being in either relationships or career roles that, I knew weren't right for me. And and my mind would say, well, hey, you know, it's not right for you. You know, this is not long term. So you should get out of it. And, you know, all the all the friends are saying, well, why are you with this person still? And my intuition would say, not yet. Yes, but not yet. And oftentimes we think of intuition saying yes, no, but it's it's uh, the more you work with it, the more subtle it can be. And Um, or I'm thinking about recently, I went on medical leave, but I wasn't expecting to, I just had, um, a dear colleague and supervisor said, maybe this might be the thing to do. And within a couple of hours, I just knew, I thought, oh, this is it made the decision. And the very next day, the ball was rolling. Now in the past, that would have taken me days, weeks, maybe even months to make a decision around that. And I can't tell you how many people have said, oh, it must have been so hard to do that. Like, you don't want to be leaving your students and you're going to be missing the community. And we know how dedicated you are to your students and your coaching clients and all of this and that. 
And inside I thought, no, this was a really easy, easy decision because it wasn't about them or about caring for them, right? Because our minds right. say, oh, you should be staying in a role. It was about needing to prioritize health. And then this has led me on this really beautiful journey. Um, not that it's been all, you know, roses and daisies the whole time, but it's, but it has been an, an extraordinarily expansive journey the last couple of months. And to know that I didn't have to do this long song and dance with my mind to convince it that it was okay. My mind knew to trust the intuition and knew mm. to trust the inner voice That's that said, huge. Hey, That's awesome. now it's time. <laughs> yeah. So there isn't so much sparring. Like the mind, right. when my inner voice says something, my mind goes, okay, we're going to grumble for a little bit, but okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it was it was I feel like similar when I had my my surgery that I had a few months ago now. I mean, it was my brain was like you can't do this. You have a company that you have to run and it just felt like no 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 and then I finally stopped and there was this voice, not really a voice, but this this deep feeling. For me, it's a lot of feelings. So this deep feeling of you have to prioritize your health. You have to prioritize your health. This will figure itself out. But if you keep going, you will die. <laughs> so you have to stop. And then I ended up having surgery. And like the surgery was, wasn't going to happen for months. But all of a sudden there was a cancellation. I found out three days before I'm going into the hospital. I had my surgery and I'm so glad that I did and that I didn't wait because it ended up being much more extensive damage than than we knew. And because I was able to get that taken care of so quickly, because I actually listened and said, okay, I'm just going to trust the universe. And like, here we go. And I hope that things turn out okay. Not only was I able to get that done, I'm now able to heal. But the podcast, I don't think wouldn't have happened if I had just still been like running this rat race of running of running sage instead of being able to separate myself from it a little more and focus on this other thing that was really been been calling me since the summer. And so, you know, how one decision can all of a sudden have these like spider web effects of of all of these things finally falling into place. But again, I would never I've been I've been literally ignoring this voice for 2 years and then finally it's like you can't you can't do this anymore. It's time to stop. And finally listening to it. I'm I'm so excited that you're here. I'm I'm really also curious because we're bringing it back to crystals now. What are <laughs> a lot of our listeners like to to work with crystals and I know there's a lot of of different ways to either enhance our intuition with crystals or to use our intuition to connect with crystals either either way. Um I would really love to hear some recommendations for connecting connecting to crystals through our intuition, being able to use our intuition to, I don't know, to, to connect to, to these amazing stones. And, and <laughs> if there's anything that comes to mind. Yeah, gosh, that's, I feel like that is a whole episode in and of itself. So I, a couple of, a couple of different ways come to mind. One is um, just knowing which of the crystals that you may already work with. Um, knowing, hey, I'm tending to draw, be drawn more to this one when I'm feeling more stress or anxiety, or, hey, I just want to have this one near me while I'm writing or doing creative projects, mm-hmm. you know, just sort of noticing or 
or who I'm noticing I'm wanting to put these ones in my room. Even that decision of this one belongs in this room. Mm -hmm. Um, This crystal belongs in this room is an intuitive decision. And often if you go back and I find that when I go back and read about the properties of a crystal, I'm like, oh, there you go. Totally. Self-congratulations. The aha moment. Yeah. I was so smart. This is great. I just knew. Um, Another one is just um, like I'm visualizing what it's like to walk into a crystal shop. So, I mean, I was at Sage Crystals last week and um, I had sort of a gift list of, you know, I'd been there in a while. And so I had a few folks that I wanted to uh, get some gifts for and, you know, of course myself. And (laughs) I really just, (laughs) and I really just um, would think about the person and sort of get not get in their energy because that's that's a whole level of consent but um but just to really think about that person and what might they need and then i would just allow my body to start walking in the direction of color because sage is um since the shop is is kind of divided or there's different sections by intent yeah it's by by intention but that often ends up having groupings of various colors yep yeah, mm-hmm. so it's a sort of a color palette. Thank yes. you for clarifying that yeah. around intention. And then from there, I'd be like scanning and seeing, okay, which part of the table am I drawn to? Oop, boom, there it is. I don't know. <laughs> and then, and then you know, and then you can sort of hold each one so you can feel it. So you might be drawn by whether it's color or the heft, the shape, the weight, the texture. Um, it can be really fun to, I, I try to close my eyes and not just look at it visually and to get a sense for that. Ooh, like a felt, a felt sense. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Just try it on sort of in different ways um, or walk away from it and then see if it's still speaking to me. Like, hey, you need to come back here. <laughs> How many times has that happened? Like, no, I can't afford you. Walk away. <laughs> and then you're like, well, it's happening. It's, yeah, it is. it's just... happening. <laughs> And I, yeah, that's a good, uh, a good, I think, practice for any of us, really, especially if you don't have that many crystals in your own collection. Mm Because I know we've talked about, I think we talked about in our last episode, um, just feeling out what crystals you're drawn to. So maybe if you don't have any crystals in your collection or very few, it's a good idea. Just look up your local crystal shop and support local crystal stores. Yeah. (laughs) And walk in and see where you feel drawn and go from there. Yeah. What crystal is really calling to you? I think one of the things um, we were talking about as well is like, if you pick up a crystal, are there any memories that start to start to bubble up? Uh, are there any emotions that bubble up? Because I know sometimes what will happen, and I, I, we've, I've, I've heard this from a, a number of clients where they'll pick up a crystal and they'll have some negative emotion that's just like, all of a sudden they are angry or they are really upset or they feel really sad or they start to feel nauseous. Like all of these, it's these visceral reactions, which I always find very interesting. They're like, I hate it. And it's like, actually, it <laughs> may be because this is something that you need to work with. Like having a visceral reaction means that something's going on and it wants the crystals like, Hey, I can help you with this. Let's bring it up. Um, I would always recommend pairing that with something that feels very safe and comforting. So you've got that to turn to right after, but it's, it's always interesting. And I think happens for most people is like holding a crystal. There is a reaction of some sort, whether it is physical or like for me, like my hands get really, really tingly 
um, or their hands get warm or there's emotions or, or physicality or I, I, I think it's it's so incredible, again, the different ways that people experience stones. So Harumi is suggesting to go to your local crystal store and walk around and see <laughs> see what is calling to you. Yes. And, and And the other thing is like, you don't have to buy it. You can just go around and just connect. Like if you don't already have crystals yourself, you can just go and surround yourself with crystals and like just experience, just experiment. You don't have to purchase anything. I mean, I'm sure the store would like you to, but like you don't actually have to pay money for this. You can just like go and experience it. I love that practice and just going to your local crystal shop and and asking what does this one want me to know Ooh. because if it's coming up, it's so you can that's a way to connect to your intuition and to the crystal and I just should say full disclosure with my Japanese heritage I've been I believe that there are spirits or beings in anything. Um, so I believe in, for me, it feels like literally connecting to the spirit of the crystal. Hence, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, it's great if I can take it home with me, but we're going to have a relationship regardless. Um, and so what does this want me to know? It's sort of, it feels like the spirit of the crystal is talking to my intuition. And it's like, they're all, you know, all the people (laughs) are talking, you know, having a little party. (laughs) Yeah. Having a little party. And if it's coming up, if, if they have those emotions are, are coming up, that's another way of your intuition showing you, hey, just like you were saying, Jillian, this is, it's it's ready. Mm. It might not feel great, but it's actually safe and ready to be seen. And in fact, it actually wants you to be seen and that this crystal is here to be your guide mm. to walk with you in that journey. That might be tricky, but but it's okay. That's beautiful. That's so beautiful. I love that way of working with crystals. (laughs) We just talked in our other episode about working with crystals. That's a beautiful way. And it's a beautiful way to envision, even if it's not necessarily something we believe. Um, But just to envision it, use our imagination and, and, and think of the crystal as having its own spirit and having that communication. I think that's beautiful. I like that idea. Whatever works for you. If it doesn't, if all this feels like, ooh, I don't want to do that. Great. Try cool. something else. That's your intuition yeah. thing. This part doesn't work. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so well, I know that we have, Iris and I have kind of curated a little a little list for those of you who are listening in who want to explore more of their intuition and are curious if there's any crystals that can support that. Uh, this is something that we'll be doing as we have, as we do future episodes and as we explore different topics with, with future guests is uh, we'll be attempting anyways to be bringing in the crystals that can really support the type of work um, that we are exploring in each episode. So for today, because we are talking about intuition, uh, I know that there are a number of crystals and formations that can really support this type of work. Would you want to talk about formations first? Yeah, I would love to. Um, I just did quick little blurb. I've chose three okay. just quick little blurbs on them. Love it. So hopefully, okay. So the first one we kind of already talked about, which is feminine crystals. And they're crystals that have more of like a cloudy, milky, mm. you can't really see through them appearance. And they help connect us to our divine feminine and divine feminine. It, it's a lot of things. 
But one of the main things is our intuition. So working with a feminine crystal is really going to help you cultivate your intuition. Another one is hydrothermal etch crystals. Mm -hmm. So these are crystals that they formed, but as they were still in the ground over millions of years, they were etched by extremely hot water or acid, depending, but they look really unique and, um, not to plug or anything, but if you've never seen one, go to my website, irisunique.com. I have an encyclopedia. It's under etched hydrothermal, but they have these little caverns and really cool etchings. And it's caused by the hot water dissolving away molecules from the crystal, but they help you to develop and cultivate your own intu intuitive abilities and our wonderful tools for when we need help making decisions using our own yes, no, or I like how you use the, the expand contract. And then last, this is a very, very rare formation, but if you're blessed to have it, trigonic record keepers, Oof. and they are a type of crystal that has an upside down triangle on the face of the crystal. They're very rare. They're very powerful. Um, but one of the many things they do, because when it comes to record keepers, I could probably talk for like hours. There's just so much. <laughs> That'll be a future episode. But... <laughs> they heighten our intuition as well so that it's felt on a more profound level. So maybe we already kind of have that inkling, but we need like a little bit of strength or oomph to, oomph to know that it's the right feel or that we actually are feeling it. That's what trigons are going to help us do. So that's I, the spiel on the formation. I love that. So for actual <laughs> crystals, there are a decent amount of them, yeah. honestly, um, especially when we are looking in terms of the chakra system, a lot of crystals that help us tap into our intuition tend to be either brow chakra crystals or crown chakra crystals. Um, so all the ones that we'll be talking about in just a second, almost all of them fall into to these two categories. Now, not all of these, not all of the crystals associated with these chakras are intuition, but a lot of them, a lot of them are, including a lot that are not, <laughs> I'm not even mentioning because I don't want to talk for 30 minutes on this. So <laughs> just <laughs> this, this episode is long enough. Some ones that are really well known though for, for enhancing our intuition or helping us um, be more aligned or in tune with our intuition. There are some that are more rare and more expensive. There are some that are less you know, less there, I guess I should say more common. One of the most common ones, again, tuning into that feminine aspect of ourselves is moonstone, any type of moonstone, all of the moonstones, any color yes. really helps us access that intuitive ability, uh, being able to really hear that inner voice, that divine, that divine guidance within ourselves. Um, so all of the moonstones, uh, labradorite, which is also in the feldspar family, labradorite is another one. That one's often associated with magic, but intuition is a really, a really big part of its metaphysical abilities as well. It's nice and flashy and beautiful as, you know, get, getting those, those flashes of insight, so to speak. Tectites. So tectites are uh, a type of glass that is formed when meteorites hit the earth. So there's a lot of tectites found all over the world, um, from Thailandite to Libyan desert glass, uh, the most well known of which is Moldavite. All of the tectites, almost everyone when you hold a tectite is like, has a visceral a visceral reaction. Some people are like, no, 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 this is, this makes me feel like I've had 10 shots of coffee or 10 shots of espresso. Moldavite is the most well known. It is definitely like the highest, it's the most potent, but any type of tectite is kind of like, I feel like a good like crash 
crash course in intuition. If this is something you really, it's a big, it's a energetic accelerator. So if this is something that you like, I want to completely immerse myself in, tech nights might be a a good one to look at. Um, just make sure if it's your first time working with a tech tech, you pair it with a nice grounding stone. So you're still in, in your body. You don't want to like leave, <laughs> leave your body. <laughs> so just, just a little, a little caveat, just make sure you have like a nice grounding stone with you if you're working for it with it for the first time. Um, a few other ones are iolite. Iolite is often found mm. paired with sunstone, but iolite is another just beautiful crystal for intuition and guidance. Basically, the way that it looks like in different angles of light makes it have different colors. And it was actually used as a navigational tool by Vikings like thousands of years ago because so- the sun like would be shine like they could tell what direction they were going on cloudy days because the sun would be shining from different angles. So they knew whether it was purple or whether it was kind of a yellowish brown, which way the sun was shining. And so they could navigate. So there's always been this like inherent guidance that's been associated with eyelight. It's also a very good dream stone. Ooh, and which is very intuitive. I, we didn't really talk about is. dreaming, but. Yes, I'm sh- we have to do it. Another, another episode. One, but anyway. Um, not to detract. <laughs> I have like a really fun example here. I've got lavender, lavender jade or purple jade Ooh. is a great intuition stone. Merlinite, shatakite, lazulite, and lapis lazuli, kyanite, blue apatite, and white topaz. So we've got a lot of crystals here, but I just want to kind of like list them because if you have any of them already, then Smart. you can already just take what you've already got. You can take your, your kyanite. I've got a raw and a raw and a polished kyanite here, but you can take what you've already got and then just start, you know, start working with it. And I, and again, you're using your intuition. So being able to connect with the crystal, letting it know like, Hey, I want to work on this. Will you help me? And using your intuition to also pick from your own crystals, which one wants to support me. Maybe it's not even one on this list. Maybe your intuition is really emotional based. And so for you, it's a heart chakra stone. You know, everyone is, everyone is different. You do not have to abide by my list. My list is, my my list, my list is like (laughs) helpful suggestions. But of course, we want you to use your own intuition when you are working on your own intuition, because that is most important. Speaking of working on your own intuition, we are very excited that Harumi um, has an offering for all of us. Yes. So I don't know if we've actually talked about too much our soul work, but our soul work is essentially a way for us to get to know our guest speakers a little bit better, um, the gifts that they offer, as well as for our listeners to really embody the topic that our guest is speaking about and actually do a little bit of soul work or quote unquote homework in conjunction with that. Mm -hmm. So Harumi, can you tell us a little bit about what you're preparing? Absolutely. Yeah. So I have this course, You've Got Intuition. I've done it in different forms, in smaller forms, in workshops and retreats. And so what I really wanted to offer your listeners is a chance to go a bit deeper by learning another uh, technique or set of techniques to help connect to your intuition beyond the expand and contraction. And that way you get a little taste of how to actually apply it in real life. And so what you'll be getting is a PDF to follow along if you're somebody who likes to journal. And then also because I've got my educator background, I'm like, everybody learns differently. (laughs) So you'll also get a video slash audio that you can follow along. Instead, you don't have to do the PDF. Do what, again, what works for you. 
so that you can practice deepening your intuition, but learn another tool or two along the way. I love Amazing. that. I am so, I'm so excited to do it myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So that'll be available on our website, which is crystallizingconversations.com. Um, and Harumi, is there anything, is there anything that's coming down the pipe, the pipeline? Anything that you are working on right now? Are you still offering one-on-one sessions in case people are really, really loving your energy and want to work with you more or want to really want to be guided in their intuitive abilities and, and releasing these, these things that are stopping them from living a fully intuitive life? Yeah, absolutely. So I do currently offer one-on-one private coaching sessions or guided energetic sessions. And those are, um, (laughs) the colloquial way of talking about it is that's the sort of Mary Poppins bag. We'll use whatever you need, whatever techniques you need to connect to your intuition really and release what's in the way. And some that often involves clearing and healing trauma, whether it's intergenerational, whether it's from your life. This is not talk therapy. I mean, I make that really clear. It is very much a complement to that work, um, but it's it's about harnessing the power of your intuition and your body so that you can actually start living the life that you want while recognizing that we're living in oppressive systems that you know can can really hold us down and weigh us down, but there's so much more agency that we can have. So that's the kind of deeper work that I do with my clients and I have um, the, these are bespoke sessions. So what I'm actually offering are, um, 30 minute consultations, free consultations. So you can just pop onto my calendar, follow the links on the website or Instagram, just to meet, kind of see where you're at, talk about where you're at, what you need. And then, um, we would actually both use our intuition to build a package that works for you, whether it's a, a short-term shift that you mm. want to make or a deeper transformation of like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe my life is like this type of vibe. Um, I would say the other offering is I, I usually have some sort of workshop or mini retreat weekly or not weekly, sorry, mm-hmm. monthly or definitely at least seasonally. So if you're on the gram, then um, follow along. I also try to share a lot on there, just tidbits of how you can connect your intuition, release what's mm-hmm. in the way. Um, Ruby also offers a lot of some, a yeah, lot of free stuff on Instagram. So you should definitely follow. Like there's a lot. And what is your Instagram? We're going to do a little yeah, link and everything, well, but we'll, just for we'll the, all, those we'll listening. have this all in the show notes, but just saying like, what was it last weekend you had like, an intuition pajama party. Like you just have like all of these fun, (laughs) these fun little things that are just really, really lovely and always like enjoyable and informative. And so definitely, definitely worth following. Amazing. It's so easy for this work to be feel so serious. Mm. Like it doesn't have to be, I mean, sure. The emotional work can feel intense, but the process can be um, expansive and joyful and even delightful and powerful. And, um, I think what I love the most is when clients, they're so excited by their own power and wow, we cleared that. Oh my gosh, I'm making different decisions or this thing came in, or I feel like I'm able to charge what, you know, this, this package is worth and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. You've got intuition just you don't need to judge yourself if you haven't gotten to connect it to it before. Um, you can learn that skill. That's amazing. Amazing. So, well, thank, <laughs> thank, thank you, you so, so much. much Jinx. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited for all your listeners to be on this journey. And those crystals you talked about are just 
Oh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, if you did enjoy this episode, make sure to let us know via our website, our Facebook group, as mm-hmm. well as our Instagram. We want to hear what you thought of this episode with Harumi. I have a feeling everyone's going to be ecstatic. (laughs) (laughs) You can find this on Spotify, Apple Play, YouTube, and acrystallizingconversations.com, where we'll also have the soul work for this episode. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and on TikTok at Crystallizing Conversations. We'd also, we really do want this to be a community. So if you enjoyed your time with us, we would love it if you would share this with your friends which is absolutely the best thing you could possibly do. Uh, In our show notes, we will also have um, Harumi's contact information, her, her website and her Instagram. So you can, you can give her a follow as well. So thank you so much for, for joining us for me as I just, I just, I mean, every time I spend time with you, I'm just like smiling ear to ear (laughs) (laughs) Um, and being able to have one of my closest friends on here is just, is, is, is such a gift and such a delight. So I'll probably text (laughs) you after this. So, and thank you so much for listening. If you've listened and followed along, Mm -hmm. thank you. All right. Have a wonderful day, friends. And thanks again for listening to Crystallizing Conversations. Bye. This concludes another episode of Crystallizing Conversations. We are so grateful for every moment you spend with us, whether that's listening in or connecting with like-minded friends in the crystallizing community. To find out how to join, visit us at crystallizingconversations.com, where you can also explore our memberships, which gives you access to bonus episodes, astrological forecasts, behind-the-scenes content, live Q&As, meetups, and more. If this episode resonated with you, you can deepen your exploration through our embodiment journeys, ranging from mini courses to guided meditations to applied practices, all curated to support your embodiment and integration of each episode's topic. Remember, every time you choose to heal and grow, the collective heals and grows with you. Thank you for crystallizing with us.